A proud member of Ear Gloom Media. This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Their two-step program of sack up and get good can help even the worst of gamers just be bad. Garrick and Crowley review the latest titles and discuss the latest news and issues. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Garrick and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. I am joined this week by a very special guest from the Cantina cast, from the soon-to-be-forthcoming Manny Faces of Masters of the Universe. It's Jonesy. Oh, thanks. I've That's actually the first time I've been introduced for the Manny Faces podcast. <laughs> we don't even have a release date yet. <laughs> no, I said forthcoming. I don't... Yeah, no, it's exciting. Yeah. Actually, it put a smile on my face. That was a nice surprise. Thank you for that. Well, you know what? I'm going to be nice to you because you're a guest. Uh, you're sitting <laughs> in for, for Garrick, who is on hiatus. He is on assignment somewhere doing something for stuff. I don't even know if it's for this podcast. He's just on assignment. Secret assignment. He's going to do all the things. All the things. I don't even know. Am I six still a thing? I think it is. I'm not British. I don't know. Regardless, episode 57 is well underway now as I have welcomed Jonesy. And you are uh, painfully aware that you're listening to uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, we've got some stuff to cover. I don't know if we have a lot of stuff to cover, Jonesy. we got some stuff to cover. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. It's always a great show. Wow. Your optimism will fade just as mine already has. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Let's talk about just real quick, because you are the man who put a ton of hours, a ton of sweat and tears, possibly blood and certainly lots of profanity in the making of the Ear Glue Media website. Tell us about that. How was that experience? It was it's been a while. I used to do some of these just for fun and for some football leagues I used to enjoy and it was, it was fun getting back into it. It was a little different. I haven't done this on this type of uh, platform before. So, uh, but once I got an idea of what, you know, Mike Rondo was looking for, it, you know, started coming together and it was a lot, it, not a lot of swear words, actually. I was a little surprised. I didn't swear a whole lot, <laughs> which I, is pretty rare for me, but yeah. I'm surprised it, as well. Yeah, no, the, the only painful part was just loading all the content. I mean, you guys have got, you know, this is number 57 now. We've got over 250 shows on Cantina Cast. Albert has, I don't know, 1,242 hours of content with the, the basement. <laughs> he, he's doubled everyone's content in like 12 episodes. Well, and what's funny is every time I tell this story, I just increase the number of hours of content that the basement has. So he's got 13 episodes, but I think it's around, it's it's over a full day of content already. And if you add up like all the Cantina Cast, I think we're at like 10 days. And he's wow. been out for eight months. <laughs> eight so. months. That guy's going to finish in 2027 and finally run out of content. But it's going to just, it's going to be very compact. Go listen to The Basement if you haven't. You can find The Basement. You can find the Cantina cast. Uh, and of course, you can find the many faces of Masters of the Universe when that finally releases. And that's uh, Mike Rondo, the Our Lord and Emperor's uh, personal pet project. Uh, you can find all of that on our Ear Glue Media website that Jonesy poured literally gallons of tears into. Uh, yeah. EarGlueMedia.com. Yeah, and I think it. Mike is getting close to actually announcing a strategy for the for the He-Man thing. So uh, stay stay tuned for that because as soon as we get that, we'll put that on social media, on Ear Glue Media, all the Twitters and the and the Instagrams as well as on the website too. So keep your eyes posted there, and hopefully soon he'll get something out there. Yeah, I kind of wanted to have him on tonight just so we could talk about some things, just about uh, the network. We're very, still very excited to be a part of Ear Glue Media. I think it's a, a going to be a great, like we're on the ground floor of what will eventually be the skyscraper that towers over all podcasting networks. Wow, you set the bar really high. I really did. I set <laughs> us up for lots of disappointment with that. Uh, no, I, I, we're, we're very excited to be a part of it, um, you know. So I, I, I'm looking forward to all of the things that are going to happen with the network, all the like the behind the scenes stuff that I can't really talk about. But if you look at the website and you go to, to that, that, those show, that show page, you can see that there's going to be a show, the roundtable, the EGM roundtable podcast. I am looking forward to that show. 
I'm really looking forward to really any kind of live show that we can do for discord folks or for patrons and, th and things like that. I, that's the one thing I'm really wanting to get loaded to. And I think the round tables are probably are a good opportunity to do that. So I'm with you. I think that's going to be a, that's going to be exciting when we get around to putting that into place too, and hopefully get that in a regular rotation. Yeah, that's going to be, I'm super, like I said, super looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be fun interacting with uh, all four of our fans here at Bad Gamers Anonymous. It will be very non-PC. I, I can foresee this. <laughs> without a <laughs> doubt. Without a doubt. Like, uh, yeah, it's probably going to be BGA times 12. Well, yeah. And it, once you get Joe and a couple of the other guys and, and Josh in there, it's <laughs> it, it's going to get crazy quick. It really is. It really is. So thank you, sir, for putting all the time uh, into the website. I really like it. I hope all of our listeners go and check it out. You can see my ugly mug and all of our ugly mugs on there under, uh, I don't even remember, under personnel, under people who do podcasting. The team, here. man. The team. The, the team. Yeah. One team, one dream. I don't. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, what other? I, I got nothing. That's all I got. Yeah. I uh, let's just, We're let's not very just, inspirational around here. No. There's a cat somewhere hanging onto a limb with some quote. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's just jump right into gaming news. The big one this week was you can now change your name on the PlayStation Network, or you'll be able to very soon. I, are you going to do this? No. Yeah, neither <laughs> I am I. I mean, I guess some people, if, if you've had an account forever, like, do you really want to change it? I mean, I guess maybe you want to spice it up, or maybe you just hate your name. Like, if you're Mike... And you've got Phasma's lover. I could see where his perspective has probably changed a little bit on Captain Phasma. So that, maybe that's the time you might want to change it to just Pride of Rhode Island or something like that. But the Pride of Rhode Island. Yeah. I suppose if you were 12 when you first created your your online persona, so to speak, your online, your PSN name, and it's something absolutely ridiculous. And now let's just say you're in your mid-20s possibly early thirties. And you're like, man, I can finally change this ridiculous name I've had for 20. I, I suppose that could be a thing, but yeah, I, I, I guess if you have a name, care. like, I guess if you have a name like Papa's hot bites or something like that, you might not want it. Although quite honestly, you probably have a very great NHL team because those are wild, wildly inappropriate on, on NHL uh, 18 and 19. Wildly inappropriate. <laughs> Like I can't even I won't repeat some of them. So is there a is this free or is there a charge with this or what's the what's so the, the first time is free? It's just like any good drug dealer. The first time is free. <laughs> just the second time is going to cost you. It's ten dollars every time after that. That's not too bad. No, I suppose if you've got a thing where you want to change your name once a month, there you go. Yeah, I mean some services will charge you fifty and sixty for character name changes or, or things like that. I, I think World of Warcraft is like that too, where they'll They'll let you change stuff, but you know they'll charge you till you're blue in the face for it. So that oh, seems well, sure, fairly reasonable. Then, What's Xbox? Does Xbox charge? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, look, man, Sony's just now catching up with some things because they're like, we're on top. We can finally, you know, we'll just do some stuff. I don't know. Yeah, how about I, bigger chat parties, voice chat parties? <laughs> That'd be man, nice. You're just asking for the world now, aren't you? I know. And then you know, we, we talk about the Xbox PlayStation debate, but there's... Like there's one thing I've always had a problem with that with PlayStation that that Xbox doesn't have, and it's the way that you get invites and the way that you join parties is very disconnected. You know, you, you have to you hit the button and you, you jump out, and it's gotten a little bit better. But man, I remember early on I was like, this is clunky. So, well, it's still kind of clunky. The other day, Cutdown and Shiner were wanting to play a game of NHL. Just the two of them, they they're related to one another in in the real lives, and they couldn't. They couldn't connect uh, the voice chat. So they were like, can you create a party for us? Because they saw that I was online playing something that wasn't NHL. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll create a party. So I was actually talking to them through Discord while they were talking to me in the party. And it was it was kind of fun uh, for me. And then I finally figured out they were tired of me being in their chat. So I left. But they <laughs> couldn't create the party by themselves. Weird, just because they don't know how or they're lazy. No, it, the, it, for whatever reason, Sony would not let them do it. They could not hear each other if they created the party, but mm. they could hear each other if somebody else created the party and then left. So, 
That's what I did. I don't know. It's Sony. It, it, look, for as good as Sony is, they're, they're not. They are far from perfect. Now, there's perfect. always improvements on these interfaces. So um, it's there's always something to be critical of. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so there you go, ten dollars after your for your second time, third time, fourth time, but first time's free. So take advantage of it if your name sucks. I guess let's talk about Telltale again for a third week in a row. Cause I'm not tired of beating this dead horse. <laughs> they said last week that they were gonna continue to make the uh Walking Dead game. They're gonna finish the final installment of the Walking Dead game. And now they're not. Instead, the Walking Dead creator, uh, Robert Kirkman, is going to swoop in with his company and they're going to finish The Walking Dead. Did they give a timeline on that? No, I don't no. think so. I, the I name they of, didn't. Yeah. The name of his company is Skybound. Uh, he just said that uh, more details will come soon. So I suppose it's apropos that uh, that you know, Kirkman's uh, studio is going to finish the game and not Telltale. Yeah, I had a feeling as soon as that second round of layoffs hit that th this one last thing was now in jeopardy and that it wasn't going to happen either. And, you know, sure enough, here we go. I mean, for the fans of the series, I'm, I'm glad they're getting the end. It, you always, it's like with TV shows and things, You when they when they end them abruptly, you don't get that satisfaction of, of the conclusion, but you know, sometimes you get these conclusions that are rushed too, and they don't mean as much because you can, you can clearly tell that it was, Oh no, we're just trying to make something that resembles an ending. And I don't know, does walking dead ever going to end? I mean, probably no. not. That's not what, like episode 9,000 or something. Well, the comic is far, far, far past where the TV show is. And from what I've heard, I'm not a fan of either. Like I tried to watch the walking dead for a few seasons and I was just like, nah, there's a, too much thinking about killing zombies and not enough actually killing zombies. Like, I just, <laughs> the whole series is kind of like, meh, to me. Uh, and then there's a lot of hand-wringing over, like, certain things. I'm like, guys, right. just do it. Shut up. Just kill the dude and move on. Like, it's the zombie apocalypse, man. Like, all bets are off. Just make it happen. Move on. Morality has moved. Like, just, you need to move with it. Uh, but... You know, I, I guess this will probably, I'm guessing now, will be a satisfying ending to uh, what was a great game just because Kirkman has control of it. And so if anyone is going to put the cherry on top of this crap Sunday, it's going to be Kirkman uh, because people love his stuff. So I'm guessing it's going to be good. I may play. I, I enjoyed the game. Like I said, you know, a couple podcasts now in a row. I enjoyed it. Will I finish it? Nah, probably not. I think, I think I'm kind of done with it. Yeah. I, I just don't, care. don't know how much content you're actually going to get either. That's a really good, that's a really good point. It's not like these were long episodes. Telltale was putting out to begin with. So right. it might just be Kirkman and Skybound trying to put a bow on this to get it out, get it done and kind of wash their hands of the whole thing. But yeah, walking dead know. fans. I'm, I'm hoping for the best for you though. I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, speaking of holding your breath last week, Garrick had incorrectly said, I guess kind of incorrectly said, and since he's not here to correct me, <laughs> he was wrong. Uh, nice. That Fortnite was on Android, which it is. And it isn't. Uh, you needed an invite up until a couple of days ago in order to play the beta. And in fact, you got some kind of something or another if you bought, like it was only available for a while on uh, Galaxy phones. Right. Now it's everywhere. Beta's was that just open. because it was a, a Samsung agreement or is it a power thing or what? I'm assuming this was just a, a, a ploy. I, I'm guessing it was just a ploy. It was an agreement, you know, with Samsung to sell more Samsung phones. Uh, you got a skin for your phone, I think, is what it was. And I don't care. Fortnite sucks. My S9 doesn't. I think I got an S9 Plus. I don't know. Still, I mean, that's a pretty nice phone to play it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, if I didn't suck at it. So I'm not going to play it, but now all of you out there that were, like, looking for it last week when you listened to this episode, all two of you, and you were like, I want to play this game. And you looked for it and you couldn't get it. Now you can. Go look again. 
Garrick was wrong. Crowley's right. And pretty much that's all you really need to know about the show ever. Garrick is wrong and Crowley is right. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that because if you do, you're going to prove it anyway. Welcome to Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Want to play some games? Yeah, big boys, let's play some games, smoke some cigars. I don't know. Touch yourself I'm ready for the game place. part. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready for the cigar <laughs> part. Let's talk about, let's talk about, oh man, I don't want to talk about this, Jonesy, but we're going to. Let's talk about EA. Oh, I love EA. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> do you love EA? I mean, be honest here. Do you enjoy EA? Generally speaking, yeah, I do. Because they, it's hard not to though, because they have a, I mean, they corner the market on sports games and okay. primarily that's what I buy the most of our sports games. And so I don't, I don't really have many alternatives. It. I know. I know. I know you don't trust me. I'm there with you, but they don't make a good basketball game and they don't make a good uh, baseball game. Well, well, they don't make a baseball game at all, but well, live NBA live has gotten better though. They're is it, actually is it 2K it. standards? Is it 2K? Well, no, but 2K right. is consistently a nine, nine and a half game every year too, though, unless they VC it to death. Well, but they all, I think they've been VCing it to death. From where they were, you're seeing improvement though with with NBA Live, and I think that's important. I think that's a good thing though for competition because it'll keep. I mean, while 2K may not take it seriously, I think they have to take it seriously enough, especially if if EA keeps investing in it and keeps improving it which they have year over year so far for the last couple of years at least so we'll, well have to see that, if that continues and that's probably a very valid point but every, EA still every sucks. point i have is valid well, that's, <laughs> you're, i suppose I, I keep forgetting i'm not dealing with garrick i'm dealing with jonesy yeah i don't roll over son no you really don't uh but let's, i do say son you talk oh, god cab jr let's uh let's just dive into this ea is a terrible company and i hate them uh, they are cons- they consistently put out good games. I mean, they they do these games are good. Even NHL 19, which we're going to get to here in a minute, is an extremely fun game. It's a good NHL. It's a good hockey simulator. I don't know if NBA Live is that what they're what are they is that what they call yep. it? I don't know if that's a good NBA simulator, but it might be getting better. Their FIFA game is the top selling game on the planet. It's a good soccer simulator. Soccer? Is that what they call it? I don't even know. The footballs? Yep. Uh, and their Madden game is consistently good. Solid Although, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We can ask We can ask Hurd about that. He, he won the copy of Madden, and he's got some problems with it. He's not. I won't say he's not a fan of it because I'm sure he's playing it, but, you know, I don't. He's kind of lukewarm uh, on it. And we'll get him on. He That's pretty consistent about, though with the reviews, though. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't know. I'm just EA has left a bad taste in my mouth, and I think I might be done buying EA games. And let's just start at the top. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm. I'm not even gonna talk about Battlefront 1 because at least the first Battlefront had the uh VR mission on it at a later time that I can jump in to an X-Wing anytime I want. Go blow up stuff. It's amazing. I love that game. That that little mini made all of it worth it. I wouldn't but mind even, trying that. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. I'd probably so good. yak my brains out about ten minutes later from they did from a really good sickness. job. No, no, they did a really good job of grounding you in the game oh, so okay. that you don't feel the motion sickness. So they did a really good job of that. I was hoping for another experience at the very very least. Uh, uh, another experience, but no experience this time. From yeah, it's kind of dropped it, huh? They did, and I don't know why, because VR has some phenomenal games coming out here in the next few months, and uh, I'm hoping that we'll get a chance to review some of those. But uh, Battlefront 2 didn't have any of that, and Battlefront 2 had their loot box fiasco, which we have documented on this show countless times. In fact, Jonesy, I think you were one of the first shows you were on. We talked about the loot box fiasco. That sounds about uh, right. <laughs> and it, it was just, it, it's, I don't need to rehash it. We all played it. We all continued to play it. Uh, the uh, Emperor Rondo bought loot boxes back in the day. 
when when proudly. loot boxes are yeah proudly he he still <laughs> says you know where are my loot boxes so i you know I, I again taking advantage of the fandom and and putting out what is arguably a terrible game uh without the loot boxes because you take that away the whole progression system had to change took, took them months to change the progression system and now where are they they're like l- still releasing stuff for the game but nobody cares it's a so year I, later. Nobody cares. So I want to I want to piggyback off the loot box thing and ask a question about NHL to kind of bridge these two worlds. So with NHL, there have been complaints. NHL nineteen, there have been complaints about we're not getting in, in eighteen. It was very progression based. So as your club progressed online, you would unlock things like the logos on your jersey, logos on your on the ice, uh, arenas, and things like that. They have done less of that this year and put them more in the bags and the hockey bags and the various levels of those hockey bags. So you have to randomly get them and there's no way to buy those bags. So in a, in a world where we have moved away from progression mechanics to a loot box that you can't actually buy the loot box in, which scenario do you like better for cosmetic items? Do you, would you rather be able to buy blind hockey bags or would you or would you prefer the system we have now where you might be a level 30 or level 40 and still not have, you know, logos on the ice on your home arena? Well, I think it's kind of a give and take, but I don't like buying loot boxes ever under any circumstances. And I'll tell you why. So this is if you're talking about just the league, your online play with your friends, you've created a team and you're doing the online leagues, you're playing online against other people. The rewards then aren't the same across the board. If you're able to buy your loot boxes and let's say that three or four or five of your teammates of your of your friends online can put $10, $20, $30 towards that, now you've got $150 worth of loot boxes that you can just buy and you can make your team look spectacular. You may suck to high heaven, but your team... Your arena, your mascots all look phenomenal. And then you've got the team of kids that can't put that kind of money towards it and can only get a few loot boxes every now and again, only get the the, the progression loot boxes, and their team looks like crap. They can't change their their stuff. They're it's just they're they're behind. So this other team that maybe only plays three or four times, you know, a month and this other team that's playing consistently three or four times a week, it's not, it's not fair. I believe that those kind of cosmetic rewards for team play need to be built into the progression system. I think that's fair. I think that's an equitable solution for all parties. Now the individual players if you want to customize your player, I've got no problem buying cosmetics. But I don't care what my player looks like. I only care what the team arena looks like, what the team jerseys look like, what the team mascots look like. I don't care what my guy looks like. As long as I can go out there and hit guys and score goals, what do I care? But well, there are I- those that, that that do care. So in that instance, I mean, I don't know, Jonesy. I feel like... I feel like the team stuff should be progressive or progression based. And I feel like the individual stuff should be, if you want to buy loot boxes, you can, but I hate buying loot boxes. So I just tend not to care. I'll agree with that. The core items I think are what you need to, to gain progression oriented, right? They need to just be able to, to come about so that you feel like you're progressing and you feel like your team is maturing and, the very special things, I still like the randomness of the bags. And one of the things I think NHL does really, really well is that they have just a ton of stuff. Now, you may not care about a large percentage of that, but you have a lot of options across the board from anywhere from sounds to arena stuff to gear. And that's both on, you know, both on your professional style as well as your casual style. And so I like that. I wish there was a little more cross uh, play between that because the bag the bags you get are, are kind of specific to which mode which i can understand why they did that but to me I, I like to kind of add you know accumulate everything in a sense of course if i was getting that i'd probably complain and wish i had it more segmented but i don't know but i, I wish uh 
I don't know. I, I wish there were certain ways that you could still target items that you really want. And this starts going towards like a, you know, like a coin system or a point system that then you can use, you know, you accumulate and then you buy something with points and you don't necessarily have to use it and have a, a real currency system behind that. But it would be nice if, if there were certain things, it's like reputation in games, right? You know, you work hard to do this and then you, you have a, a rep, you know, score, and then you can buy special items that are available just through that faction or just through that, you know, that, that system. And I wish there was something like that too, the, where you would, you know, you have a, a goal to work towards as a team. And then you, you actually have some sort of reward that makes a difference. And it feels special as well. And it's, you know, it, when you, when you go out there on the ice and you see that on a team, you're like, wow, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't disagree. And I just, you, with the loot boxes, it's so randomized. You're never, I mean, I, I guess from, uh, the, from EA standpoint, they did it to, so that not every team is going to have everything all the time. Does that make sense? Right. But well, at least at you don't the, get duplicates. I mean, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I there was know. a time where we'd get duplicates of everything. Yeah, well, EA is awful. They put out the patch notes this week for NHL update version 1.21. Uh, and nowhere on these patch notes is there any mention of a fix to their server slash dressing room error. None. Now, the number one complaint online about NHL 19 is the dressing room error where you will get randomly dropped from a game. You will get randomly punted from your team. You will not be able to play with your friends. That is the number one complaint about this game. EA has still officially said nothing about this massive issue. Yeah, that's nothing. unacceptable. It is you, unacceptable. You got to you got to address your customers. And what's unfortunate is if people stop playing this, they may say, "Okay, well no one's playing it" and draw the wrong conclusion. Now, they're smarter than that. I'll give them more credit than that, but that's the concern is people start to ban I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. If people start abandoning this game, this is a game you can't have people abandon. And luckily for EA, they have other game modes that are fantastic and are not experiencing this type of issue. So the threes mode, the ones mode is, is there, but less, I think. And then you have the be a pro that I think you guys have been enjoying quite a bit into the, um, what's the circuit one that you, you go around and face all the I teams. Know. I think you yeah, and Shiner were doing that for a while too. Uh, Shiner was doing that. Oh, the pro-am mode. Yeah. The pro-am mode. Right. Pro-am mode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they have, they, they have these other great modes that people are able to go in there and play, but that's not the one I want to play. No. I want to go out there and I just want to play with you guys in the club or something like that. And anytime we're in a queue and then without fail, Shiner always gets dropped because we've got, you know, basically a three on three grouping. And it seems without fail every single time, at least one player from one of the teams randomly. And for us, it seems to be Shiner almost every single time. And it's not fun to have that stress like when you when you feel that person getting frustrated you're getting frustrated because now you're down a person and especially if you're down a stronger you know a stronger team member you know that's a it, it can have a big impact on your game and that's wins and losses you, you can't drop the game because you'll lose the game so you don't have a way out of it you just have to suck it up and and move forward or you just stop playing and that's what we did we put the league on hold and that's sucks i, I hate that it's really frustrating too. that we have to do this and, and that they don't even want to talk to you about it. I mean, I'm in a support area that like, this is what we do. We support users as well in my work. And if we were to just have nothing to report, I mean, I'd have a mutiny. It would just not be, you know, they would just revolt, you know, that piece of junk and can't do this, can't do that. <laughs> Cause I've been there before and communication is key. You got to be able to talk to people, especially if you've taken money from them. You know, when you take money oh, from them sure. and, yeah, they're hard-earned money, and and you're wanting them to invest in your other games, and you you say that if it's in the game, it's in the game, and it, you're the top class, you're elite, then you need to act like it, and you have to own up that at least acknowledge you've got a thing and keep people updated. Don't go into your your cave and say that or and and say nothing. Tell me that you're working on a patch. Tell me you've got it. 
tell me you're struggling with it. You know, something, just tell me that you're working on it and give me regular updates to where I feel like I'm informed. I may not like the message. There are going to be jerks on the internet that are still going to crucify you for that. But at the, at the end of the day, you can say, look, we're being transparent at where we can with what we have. We're committed to giving you regular updates. You know, we don't have this inflated ego to where we, you know, where we know everything. And, you know, we value you, dear customer. We value, we value you, Crowley. Please, no, please keep no, buying don't. our games. They don't, they don't <laughs> value it. They, they have, they, they believe that the customer is always wrong. And, you know, I just had an example of this in the cigar world where I, I ordered something. I didn't get what I ordered. This, the owner of the company called me personally and apologized and he still didn't follow through. Yeah. He told me it was going to be in the, he told me it was going to be in the mail that Thursday or Friday didn't show up until today. That's that's over a week later. And I had texted him. I had called nothing. Not, he gave me his personal number. Nothing. He yeah. told me yesterday, he goes, I'll check on it in a second. Never got back to me. It's Shut up in the mail today. Through. Yeah. yeah it's you all have about to follow through. through. Yeah. You, if you, if you want to, if you do all the right thing and then you, you still don't get to where you need to go, people will forget about everything good you did. If you don't, if you don't deliver on your short-term promises in particular, right? Because that's what, the, that's, what's going to piss them off really quickly. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. And now that's... you'll lose them over time in the long run. If you're not making, if you're just not making any progress, but in the short term, that's what will garner the the significant and severe reactions from people online that we see commonplace these days. I mean, which is e really sad because this game is really good. It is. I mean, EA is immune to this to an extent because the people who get online and complain about it all are not the mass majority that are buying these games. But at the same time, it chips away. It just keeps chipping away and keeps chipping away. Battlefront 2 seemed to be the exception. Games like Madden and you know and the like seem to be a little more resilient. People get they get a lot more excitement year over year for it, and then they're disappointed, or then they're really and then they get you know feel like it got delivered. But it, so EA is a little bit unique. When you're a giant company like this, you have to be you have to let some of this go. You can't take it all so seriously. Even if you're rated the worst company, you know, in, in the gaming industry, you know, 22 years in a row or something ridiculous, whatever it is, <laughs> that EA is always on the bottom, right? But still, they're making money hand over fist, and they keep doing something right. Well, I can tell you this. I won't be giving them any more money. I think I am done buying EA games, and I say that until the next shiny thing from EA comes along. But, I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I bought this game... Not because I love hockey like Rondo does, but I bought this game to play with my friends and I can't play with my friends. It is virtually impossible to do so. And because of that, I will no longer be buying an EA game. I will not invest in EA. I will not give them any more money. They are done. I just won't. Even if they fix this, because at this point, this game has been out since what the middle of September and it's yeah. now the middle of October and this right. still hasn't been addressed. It hasn't been talked about. Nothing has been done. Nothing has been said. I, I'm, I, I think that's unacceptable from a company, especially in 2018 when there are so many different ways to get the message to your fans that they can't do that. Right. And I think when we originally reviewed this game, I think even with the server errors, I think I was giving it what eight or eight and a half or something like that. And given that we're a month after release, and this is a significant part of how I enjoy the game, you know, reviewing it again, my score drops, you know, probably below a seven at this point, because there are still a lot of great modes to it and you can play all those. But the one I want to play the most is inconsistent and not fun because of what all of my friends are experiencing. So what and you're saying is, if you were Garrick, you would give this game a nine. <laughs> right. Okay. I think even Garrick would reduce this one based on just the continual problems that this has. And we Man. see what's interesting is we see uh, review websites doing this type of thing these days, right? Now, it might be slow Newsday material, but you know they go back and say, we have a game a month later, or we have a game two months later. We see this with uh, reviewing iPhones and things like that, too, and, and, and mobile phones a lot of how do I feel after the game is settled in? Because we're, 
in this media blitz of getting things out first and, and getting more clicks and more downloads and whatever else we're trying to do, we don't always have the opportunity to see all the flaws in the game that we do once we've really settled into it for 30, 60, 90 days. And so I, I think it's very valid for people to go back and say, here's my revised review of where we're at as of 30 days into this game. And you know what? It's uh, it's significantly tarnished. Yeah, whatever my review was that I gave it a month ago, I'd like to reduce that by three. We'll call it the Garrick effect. See, and for you, I always raise your score by about two or three to, to compensate for the crap <laughs> well, you give what do Garrick. You do, what do you do then when I rate a game a 12? Like Detroit oh, no, yeah. See, when you're When you're above a 10, I, I reduce it by two and a half. So I've got a scoring system. It's like I'm like grading you on a curve. Right. I'm gonna, well, that's what I'm I do. Going with to bring you, I am bringing you back into the accepted tolerance range. <laughs> Speaking of accepted tolerance, esports is now accepted to the in 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 high schools. What is going on? I don't even understand the world anymore, Jonesy. Is esports really this big of a thing that high schools need esports teams? Well, this is an interesting one. So as I read through this article. It was so the idea behind the article is that yeah, in high school sports, they are setting up esports teams across the school districts, right? And there's a couple of states, I think Rhode Island or not Rhode Island, but Connecticut and Alaska, I think have sanctioned sports now for video games, something like that, which I didn't realize. But the premise behind these isn't necessarily a bad thing. And so the more I thought about it when you shared this with me was if my kid is doing a school activity and is engaging with others. And let's say that this is teamwork. I don't really know how much this is teamwork. I guess you could argue it could be. <laughs> Wait, how but, much teamwork do we have when we actually get into a game of chow? Well, sometimes a lot if we if we decide not to go get plowed before we play. But <laughs> but with this one, the the premise of doing this in the school as a school-sanctioned thing, if I think about the 12 and 13-year-olds that we play against online. And if you're in those chats, I mean, we've all been in those chats and we hear these kids just go like how, who taught you those words? Because I didn't learn those words until I was much older in life. If I, if I were to say, do I want that environment or do I want this to be in a school where it is a more controlled environment then because the kid's going to do it anyway, do I want them in the school to do it? And I kind of think maybe I do now, am I going to equate this to chess? And things like that, I don't think so. Chess has a very, you know, cultural aspect in our, our lives and what we view as uh, cerebral entertainment and challenge and intellectual. And, yeah, it's very intellectual, right? Now, I will say this though: these games do have a component of strategy and sure. you know those types of things to it. But so I think from that perspective, this isn't a bad thing. I, I'm okay with that. Is it, is it a little bit silly? It kind of seems a little bit silly. Look, you know, look. it's not, it's not supporting exercise and getting no. off your butt and, and being active, right? It's, a, it's kind of encouraging it, but at the same time, as at, a least guy not, who, at least you're not a delinquent online in your I house. Suppose, <laughs> I suppose, but as a guy who played an actual sport in high school, before I got old, before I got fat, I think feel like this isn't a real thing are they going to have cheerleaders and if so are they going to be virtual cheerleaders and if so are they going to be anime slash hentai cheerleaders i hope so i don't i'm not see do you see the ridiculousness of all of this it's just silly to me that esports is a thing i get that that's where we're going and i know that the nba i've said this before it teamed with 2K, NBA 2K, to come up with their sports league. But did you watch it, Jonesy? Uh, nope. I don't no, think I've I ever didn't. watched. I don't think I've ever watched these sports. Me, I, I haven't either. I know Bishop, one of the original hosts of this show, loved esports. He and his wife would they, they would plan a whole night around watching League of Legends esports on Twitch. Sure. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends that are real into it. They they love watching it because they get into that strategy aspect of it too, and they get real serious about it too. And it, it's it's kind of lost on me, but at the same time, sure. If you're gonna do esports, can you at least make it a real sport esport? Like, let's pretend your school 
can't afford football equipment. Then come up with a Madden team. But then you have to afford then you have to afford the everything that goes with the Madden game, right? Which is I guess it's yeah, all these Xboxes or Playstations or whatnot. I and do that. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't I, I mean, just find they're it also silly. gonna but they're controlling which games you can play, which I think isn't a bad thing either. That's a good thing. They're not gonna be graphic in those types of games, which I think most of the esports ones tend to not stray that way, but I guess, you know, but like, look, you and like I are a Rocket adults. League. I'd like, I like Rocket League a lot. I can play you a lot are, of Rocket League. Sure, I but you and I are Rocket adults, League. and we can just, we can determine how much screen time we should get and how much screen time we're going to get, and the ill effects of said screen time on our adult brains. It can be argued that it's minimal. Well, and compared that's really, to okay, go ahead. Compared to what it will do to a teenager's brain, right? I feel like the school district, which don't get me started on public public education and how it has failed this country. Now you're putting you're putting just another thing on the plate, another another giant portion of something that the school district probably can't handle, certainly isn't equipped to handle properly on their plate and saying, yeah, why don't you deal with my kids screen time, too? Now they can come home and go. I've got to practice League of Legends for an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> I, I, what? What about your other homework? Are you going to be a professional esports player? No, you're not. Well, but here's the thing, though. Those those competitions, you still have to maintain your grade point average. It's just like any other sanctioned sport with UIL or whatever the regulating body is. You still have to meet the minimum requirements for your uh, for your you know grades. So then you, that begs the question. Is if this blows up, if this becomes a big thing, and now the colleges have to participate, will these e athletes? Is that what we're going to call them? E athletes? I think that's what we're going to call them. Are these e athletes? No. <laughs> Are they going to be able to take basket weaving one hundred and one, just so that the the university can say they're academically eligible? But hold on. I mean, are we going to treat people who do electronic gaming differently than we treat like a football player? I think when, you have to, don't you? When when some football players are, are challenged to get by, their grades are not what they are, and they do a lot of things to help them out as well. Now, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to debate like the the value of of the educational program and things like that. But the it, it just seems like I don't know. It, it's a tough question. What what I find confusing though is the the technology director for the school district that's doing this. This is I think Petersburg High School. And I'm assuming we're going to have the, this in the show notes uh, linked. But yes. they've had a campaign the last year or two about limiting screen time. And so this seems, some parents have come back and said, this is completely at odds with that because you you are now basically guaranteeing that they will play for at least two hours every single day. When I think the, what's the typical standard for limiting screen, uh, screen time these days? Like they an want hour? to keep it to like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, it's certainly not two hours. Right. Yeah. Now they're doing it on school grounds and I guess you can enforce certain things like getting up and around and all that, but it, it does seem to be a little at, at odds with the message they wanted to send. And so how do you continue to get people up and active? This is not a healthy lifestyle. I mean, hell, sitting on a podcast for multiple hours a week is, is not a, it can be detrimental to your health as well. Right. So it's, the irony's not lost on me, but at the same time, what are you going to do to still help these kids not get you know, so set down and just watching a screen all day, because quite honestly, in the classroom, now all their books are on computers, right? They get Chromebooks, they have iPads. And so we are more and more living in front of a screen. And yeah, so what are you limiting? Are you, if you want to limit that, maybe you should go back to a textbook. Well, fret not, Jonesy, for I, as we speak, (laughs) am doing curls. (laughs) You're exercising as we go, huh? No, I am not. With a yingling? I was, yeah, absolutely, yes, with a yingling. All right, uh, real quick uh, Diablo 3 crossplay is coming. Blizzard says it will be when, not if. I guess we'll just wait and see. Uh, I believe I speak for Sony when I say, You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Dwayne Johnson. All right, let's talk about this game that I have played and Jonesy has not, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Yeah. 
I like the I like the Black Ops line, so I'm curious to see what we uh, what you grade this one. So tell me about the graphics. Uh, the graphics are man. I look. I don't. We talked about this before the show. They look Fortnite ish to me. They look. I know it's not cartoony like Fortnite, but there's an element of that to it, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But it feels Fortnite-ish. Now, you're not building anything like in Fortnite. You're not building stairs to nowhere for no reason, just for some strategic purpose. You're not doing any of that kind of stuff. This is, it's different. They have their old style modes and they've got their new modes. We'll talk about all that. But there is something about these graphics, Jonesy, that it looks cartoony in a way that I can't quite place. So it's not the movement or the they're doing something ridiculous or not, no, I've nothing never, like that? I've never liked the movement in the modern Call of Duty games. I just haven't. Uh, I've always s- tried to stay away from multiplayer with Call of Duty because I didn't like the way it moved on a console. And I don't I'm not a big first person shooter guy to begin with anyway. Hmm. And so I don't like the way it moves. It does remind me a lot of Fortnite, but I think that's just always been the case with uh, Call of Duty, at least in the in the modern era. Right. Uh, I just I don't because uh, like it's it. always been a fast paced game, right? This isn't very a, frenetic. Yes, right. This isn't a battlefield or a battlefront, which is no. a little more. I don't want to say real life or lifelike, but there's it, it's, a little it's more bit more grounded, s- yeah. more strategy. Yeah, it's more strategic in those games than it is to this. This is. Go, 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 kill, 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 die, 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 respawn, 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 rinse and repeat. Man, this game cannot get my money fast enough. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know. So, so I'll give you a little, little history of me. So for a while, I was playing, I loved Battlefield, uh, like Battlefield 2, uh, those types of games, Battlefield 3 and all that. And then I had a kid. And so I needed to be able to jump in and out of games. And I was introduced to uh, Call of Duty. And then, so I was... Modern Warfare 2 and the Black Ops games. And I got into it because they're quick and painless. I mean, they're a lot of fun. You have to be good. You have to be pretty good or otherwise you just get camped to death. But, you know, you can get in and out. They're they're fun enough. What I liked about Call of Duty, there were a lot of uh, enhancements you could do to not only your weapons, but also your, you know, how you looked. And, of course, that's a big thing today, right? You want to look unique. And, but yeah, it was easy to get in and out. But, Okay, so there's so there's nothing really wrong with the game, is what you're telling me. That's kind of what I'm hearing. You just <laughs> you just can't put your finger on what you don't like about the graphics. It's cartoony <laughs> in a way that I can't. Just what's next? What do you want to ask me next about this silly game? All right, is there any kind of voice acting this year? Yeah, it's like the military kind of you know psh, Bravo too. Gotta go. It's just silly voice acting. It's stupid. So is that just between the the characters in online play, or is that are there little Intro no, scenes or yeah, little, what? they're not literally intro scenes. There's no cinematics. There's nothing. Uh, there's no story to this game. There's a, I, I mean, there is a little bit in zombie mode, but I don't care about the lore in zombie mode. Uh, the, it's just basically background noise, like when you get X amount of kills, kind of stuff, or when somebody pops a, a something that helps your team, like you can see behind walls and stuff or through walls. It's that kind of just right military like bravo 4 activated x it's just again i would call the voice acting non-existent in this game so what about sound effects then usually the sound effects in these games are pretty solid yeah i would probably give that a 10 it's spot on i mean the guns sound like guns i mean if you've never fired a gun then you don't know what you're talking about right if you have sounds like a gun uh you know the bombs and stuff. Yeah, sure. All right. I'll give the sound effects. You know, it's solid. Well, the things they usually do well is if you are in a hollow space, it echoes. You get you get the more, you know, you get more bass and things like that, especially if you've got a quality headset. They usually yeah, do that no, pretty for well. Sure. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'll give that that. I mean, because they have to, right? Well, because it's a first-person shooter, so you've got to hear what's going on around you, where the gunfire is coming from. Yeah, that's that my next question. Yeah, yeah. Do you get that so. positioning really well if you've got a headset or speakers that will support that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So is there any kind of music to it then? I mean, usually we've got some Throw sort away. of menu music, but nothing sure. in the game. Not nothing that will nothing that grabbed me and went, wow. Even I in really zombie like mode? This music. Yeah, no, nothing. Don't care. 
Okay. All right. So what kind of game modes are we dealing with this year then? Let's talk so about got, game modes of gameplay here. Sure. So your game modes, you've got multiplayer, which is your traditional like multiplayer where you've got like uh, uh, capture the flag, control, all that kind of stuff. Then you have your battle royal crap. And that's called the blackout mode. That's basically PUBG times two. It's just stupid. They drop you on into a location. It's every man for himself. I literally lasted three seconds every time I was in there. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. Three seconds. You drop in, you land, you get a wingsuit, you parachute down. If somebody beats you to where you're going, like everybody decided they wanted to land in the same area for whatever reason, every time I played. So how long do those matches usually last then? They can last for quite a while, 10, 15 minutes, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. Each one of mine lasted three seconds, and I just backed out. I didn't care who won at that point. So when you die, I'm not as familiar with these games, so I apologize, but so when you die, you have to wait until yes. the match is over? Yes, or you can back out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And how many players get dropped into these maps? Don't care. More, <laughs> Too many? More, more than 10. More than 10. Okay. Yeah. Bigger than a bread box? Yes, it okay. might be bigger than a bread box. Like it right, looks, so like it looks nice. I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't look nice. It looks nice. I mean, the buildings look like buildings. I mean, you know, you can tell it's a video game, but it looks okay. But so, is it taking advantage of the hardware? You think? I mean, is it? Yeah, sufficiently I think it using is. it yeah, to where sure. it feels like a modern game, looks like a modern game. It definitely looks like a AAA game. Okay, so it's not it's not feeling its age in any kind of way. Then no. Mechanics that largely work. Yeah, but dude, it, how many, is, so like, how many shots a, does it take to kill someone? Then it depends yeah. on where you're shooting them. Okay, so yeah, so those are good things, right? So it matters how you I shoot. Headshots count more. Body. Sure, those, those are but things it's a ripoff of PUBG. This is a ripoff. This is a straight ripoff of PUBG and Fortnite. Which I get that the Fortnite was a ripoff of PUBG, and PUBG was a ripoff of whatever other game that nobody's playing anymore. I get that. I understand. But this so is, is a poor carbon copy. So is there a mode that you would play more frequently no. than the others? None. Not one. There's no single player campaign mode in the game. Even your zombie mode takes four players. Wow. It, Even the zombie it, mode is multiplayer. Huh. It is silly. It is. They are trying to capitalize on a genre that, in my opinion, is ruining gaming. Just my, I get that that's an unpopular opinion. Battle royals are ruining gaming and gaming culture. We just talked about what you've, we've heard these 12-year-olds use words that you and I didn't learn until we were 25. It is ruining gaming culture. It is ruining children. I read an article, and if I can find this article, I will post it in the show notes. But it was by a political, um, a political theorist, and it was in the Navy Times. This article, and he goes in the article. He says, "Why?" I'm sure you're asking yourself, "Why is somebody who deals with politics every day, all day, talking about video games?" Let me tell you why. And basically, the premise is these video games, like Fortnite, are ruining our young people. Because it's not teaching them a skill. And we just talked about screen time and the amount of screen time that these kids are getting in games like this. It's ridiculous. And it's these games are just ripping each other off. And it's like, well, okay, well, which one can do the same thing better than the other one? Well, we've got a zombie mode. Do you have a zombie mode, Fortnite? Not these, yet. No, right, not yet. These things don't interest me. And they don't interest me because I know what gaming culture is and I know what gaming culture is like. I don't ever wear a headset when I play these games. Unless I'm on a team full of players that I know or I'm in a chat full of players that I know, I don't wear a headset because I don't want to talk to these imbeciles. But they still come through my speakers and I still hear the idiotic things they say and they shouldn't be allowed to kiss their mothers with that mouth. So if you had a so if I've got Black Ops two, and sure. I have and I have and I look at four, 
aside from server populations and things like that, is there a reason to go from an earlier version if that's still popular enough to play to a game like this? Is there enough to sell you? Do you, you play on? multi? Do you play multiplayer? I play exclusively multiplayer. Then yeah, you'll. I don't know. Have you ever played Fortnite or PUBG? No. Okay, these games are free. Go play those. Right. <laughs> So like what this, about this game right, so costs you sixty dollars? This is a sixty dollar AAA game. Right. You get the same thing and arguably a better experience in a free game. Right. And I think yeah, and Garrick was telling us a little bit too that PUBG I think is about thirty bucks, and he he feels like this is a game that's much better than PUBG is. But how old is PUBG now? A year or two. I don't think it's very old. Okay. So I mean, as far as games go, it's ancient. Right. So that's a that's a lot of time and, and you have a big publisher with Activision that can dump a ton of money into it. So you expect a certain level of polish, right? I and suppose, uh, but it doesn't matter at this point. If you can now here's I read this in that same article, I believe. The average player will spend eighty dollars in Fortnite. Wow. It's a free game. You're spending eighty dollars to, you know, get the perks for your character and whatnot. I mean, I didn't even drop eighty dollars on Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, that's a lot of so, money. I mean, it is a lot of money. That's what uh, that's like what EA is charging for Madden for their deluxe editions, or I guess generally a deluxe edition anyway, right? You get into this eighty to one hundred dollar range, so it's about on par, I guess. I suppose, but that's a that that's a nice. So that's box a choice, of I guess, right? A bonus right there. Yeah, it's a nice box of bonus. <laughs> Which I honestly I'd get more enjoyment out of that and probably more hours of enjoyment out of that than I would out of Fortnite. It's just not my thing. And maybe that's why I'm poo-pooing it so hard. Maybe that's why I don't like this game is because it's a ripoff. It is a knockoff and it is a poor knockoff at that of a game that I already don't care for. If this game had a campaign mode, a solo mode, a story mode, I would probably love it. Because I remember playing the story mode in all of the other Call of Duties. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that immensely. I would rather get sucked into a story in gameplay that I find questionable, first-person shooters, than I would being forced to play multiplayer with a bunch of just foul-mouthed 13-year-olds any day of the week. So do you get into like the Tom Clancy type of games then? I used, yeah, I used to love those. In fact, yeah, because those are very, yeah. very specific. I mean, you, you have to really be into that type of, like if you're going to do stealth, you got to be stealthy and you, you break stealth, you're dead. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey this week mm-hmm. and, and I'm all about trying to do the stealth stuff. Like, because if you don't, you're going to get overwhelmed. And so I like that aspect where it's like, look, you have to do stealth. Like, yeah, you sure you can go in guns bling like Rondo does in Far Cry. You can absolutely do that. Like screw stealth. I'm just where's my rocket launcher. You can do that. But I like the games that will penalize you for that. Right. And and you get the waves and waves yeah. and waves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where so I, I, I enjoy the stealth aspect to it. So, yeah, I, I really did enjoy games like. Uh, uh, the the Rainbow Six, uh, the Tom Clancy stuff, uh, and even Siphon Filter back in the day. Siphon Filter was a great game. Uh, Tenchu, Tenku, whatever right. you called it, that was a great uh, that was a great game back in the day where stealth was involved. I, I absolutely love those games and this battle royal in your face, every man for himself. I, it doesn't. I I don't think I would let my daughter play these kind of games when she's older if battle royal is still a thing in 10 to 12 years when my daughter wants to start playing video games eh, i'm not i'm not sure that's going to be a thing i don't i would you let your daughter play this kind of stuff oh no i'm thankful that she doesn't care about any of this stuff she she would rather have a switch and play mario kart right like that's yeah I, i i don't think i would let my my teenager my tween uh play this game play any of these games, battle Royal, any of them. I just, it's not the violence aspect because I can teach her the difference between right and wrong. I can say I can teach her the difference between cartoon violence, drop the anvil on the head type of stuff and real violence. Right. I think, I think those are teachable things. 
And I think if done right, the parent can can teach. My, my parents did. I mean, I knew what was real and what wasn't, what was right and what what was wrong. I had that morality line, uh, that that moral compass, if you will. So I don't think it's I, it's not the the violence aspect aspect of it. It's just the culture that this these types of game breed. Right. It's that kind of stuff that I just I have a huge. And there's no counter. With. Yeah, there's no counterbalance for it. it seems. No, there's really not, because it's. I and and I certainly don't blame the game companies for this. There's no way they can police what people say in their game, nor should they. It's not their responsibility. It's the responsibility of the parent. And I just feel like this culture as a whole has has failed this next generation and probably generation after that. But I'm old, so get off my lawn. Because <laughs> that's probably just what every old person says since time immemorial. So let's switch gears a little bit. So we've been torching EA and you guys have torched companies in the past for having really rough launches. So what does server stability look like with an Activision launch of, of a game that's you know insanely popular like Black, Black Ops? Just like every other AAA launch, hit and miss. Hit and miss. There's been, there's been some instances where like the very first time I booted up the game, I couldn't get into the server and then I couldn't do anything. Because this is a multiplayer game. So I'm stuck there going, eh, I guess I can't play right now. So is there more frustration, more frustrating feeling? No, well, I didn't anticipation. I had no anticipation for this game. But yeah, with other games, for sure there is. But I mean, it's to be expected. It's just not to be expected for the next month. EA, I'm looking at you. So I'm sure they'll get their service stability figured out. I mean... But There's something it, to be but said is it about bad? When we asked Garrick about this, he said it was actually a little more stable than most of Call of Duty launches. Aside from your initial impact, did you, have you experienced a lot yourself? Or no. we, is this just some of the news we've read across uh, the internet? I think you just have to gauge it by social media. And then even that with social media, how many of those errors that those people are getting are not actual server errors, but instead ID 10 T errors. And if you're <laughs> Between the not, chair and the keyboard, that's right. If you're not familiar with the ID 10 T error, write down ID 10 T and then look in the mirror. <laughs> that's cold. That's cold. That's what I used to tell my employees. They loved me by the way. Absolutely adored me. I, there's nothing not to love. <laughs> I guess. Well, uh, from so your mouth. Things, yeah. So one of the things that, these types of run and gun types of games always have, right? And I think we've all probably said this at some point are exploits and uh, cheaters and things like that. Have there been any news about exploitations yet? Mm, not that I've seen, not that I've heard, but it's not like I went looking for those either. So I suppose there could be some instances of that. They're always campers. So, you know, I'm sure there are exploits, but anymore, these companies are pretty much on top of those. And once they find them, they shut them down relatively quickly. And then they penalize the players that they can find who actually did the exploit. Maybe. And I I think that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, how do you feel about that, though? When people do something that the game permits them to do and it's borderline, let's say it's borderline. Now, if you're trying to look through a wall and you glitch in a certain way that makes you look through a wall, clearly that's, you know, intentional. But if you're doing something and you don't quite know and you get banned, do you still agree with that? Or is it you just kind of blanket it and just say, well, that's the best they can do? Borderline is borderline. And that okay. maybe just be the best that they can do. Look, I think in the game right now, what a lot of players are concerned about are these emotes. So there are third-person emotes, which basically you do this emote in the game, whether it's dancing or... I don't know, teabagging. Like they need to make that an emote regardless. <laughs> right. Uh, there's an emote. There's several emotes in the game. that are third person, which means that the camera then moves from the first person view to the third person view. And you get to see what emote your character is doing. Uh, that can, you can see around a corner. <laughs> absolutely. You can see around corners. You can see around all kinds of stuff. So I don't mm. know quite. I, they put it in the game, so use it until they tell you you can't, and they fix it, I guess, right? So right. I don't 
I don't know, but if yeah, I think if you're doing something that is blatantly against the rules and you're trying to use an exploit uh, that quite obviously shouldn't be there, then yeah, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. It's like I'm sorry, your account got banned, you moron. <laughs> All right. Well, it's everybody's favorite time. It's time to rate that game. So, what are you gonna what are you gonna give it so we can boost it by two or three points? <laughs> well, if you're boosting it by two, no, I'm not gonna play the Garrett game. I give this a four. This is a throwaway game for me. Like literally, I would toss this in the trash if it wasn't a digital download. This is a a, a game that I will spend no more time in. And will it be go and immediately delete it off of my hard drive because I get no enjoyment from it, none whatsoever. So this is a four. If you want to say it's a six, sure. Garrick would probably give it a seven, so it's probably a four. <laughs> Wait, so you give it a four. It's probably a six or a seven, but it's definitely a four. <laughs> definitely a four. Because sixty percent of the time it works. You're here for it's a six and a half, folks. <laughs> it's not a six and a half. <laughs> God, why do I feel like Garrick all of a sudden? <laughs> this is what it feels like to be Garrick. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm sorry, Garrick. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I never I'm thought not. I heard you apologize to him. I didn't really apologize. Don't think that I did. It, it, just suck it up, Buttercup. It's fine. The magic it, of editing will disappear. That's, that's right. It just uh, magically just. Yeah, I wouldn't buy this game. If you like Battle Royales, Royals, whatever they call it. I don't know. You want a double royale with cheese, you can go to France. Just go buy or play Fortnite. It's free, man. It's free. This is basically Fortnite with a Call of Duty skin on it. That's all this is. Go play that because no one's playing their their multiplayer mode, their regular mode, their control modes, their... Their uh, capture the flag. Nobody's playing that stuff. Players that are playing that are on Destiny, which, by the way, looks a lot better than this game does. I mean, if you want to compare graphics to graphics, apples to apples, Destiny looks so much better than this game. Just does. Sorry, Activision. So, well, I mean, if that's what you want to play, go play that. There's well, no reason to play this. I guess this. it's go back to Emoji Blitz for me. Emoji plants. Till <laughs> NHL figures out their server problems. Good lord, we're never going to be able to play that, Jonesy. Never going to nope. be able to play that. Not holding my breath, but maybe one day. One day. One day. <laughs> well, Jonesy, thank you so much for uh, sitting in for Garrick, who is once again on assignment somewhere, somewhere doing something. My pleasure. I appreciate it. I always have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. So we may we see you again here uh, in the near future. Check out uh, the Earglue Media site. You can just check it out at eargluemedia.com. And you can look at all the hard work that Jonesy put into it. You can look at all the shows that are going to be coming out. Uh, and uh, then join our Discord. There's a link to it right there from eargluemedia.com. Join the Discord. Come and say hi to Jonesy, myself, Albert, uh, Joe, uh, Josh, and Mike, and Garrick from time to time. And you can get in on all the shenanigans going on there on our Discord. Uh, for the absentee Garrick, for Jonesy, I'm Crowley. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>